You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is episode number two hundred, guys. Two hundred episodes. What the hell is that, episodes bro? In. This is freaking amazing. I know you um, didn't just say two hundred. It's time to ratchet up. Two hundred, bro. Episode two hundred. Episode two hundred. Episode numero doscientos. Oh, so now you're gonna talk in Spanish, huh? Ahora vamos a hablar en español. Estamos the whole time. En sitting room milestone. Me da mucho gusto que ustedes están aquí mirándonos, escuchándonos en donde puedan. ¡Eso! Man, what a ride. It's been 200 episodes in. So much to reminisce. But before we get started, I am Robert Villa, and with me, my boys, David Rodriguez, Mark M. U. Miller, and Rudy Lara. How's it going, fellas? Pretty good. Busy going. week. Always busy at Fight Book MMA, and uh, yeah, milestone episode number 200. Man, back when we started this show, the world was a better place, right? So here we are, <laughs> still making up history as we go along, Terminator 2 style. So. Always a pleasure to be on, boys. Hell yeah, man. It's always good. We've predicted so many fights. We've predicted so many people getting the pink slips. We've been I predicted draws I shouldn't have predicted. <laughs> <laughs> We've inspired uh, people to do things they never thought they could do. And you know what? Well, that is absolutely one hundred percent true. Mark, Mark inspired R. Kelly. We showed people the light, like they had no clue, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, everybody has a podcast now, but back then, 2019, like I said, the world was a better place, but our show was just as uncut as it was then, and even more so now, right? Yep, yep. 
Well, if you guys are watching us on Instagram, you can just listen to us because the video for IG. <laughs> you can just listen to us. Just listen to us. But if you want to yeah. watch us, go to Facebook, go to YouTube, go to Twitter, go to LinkedIn, go to, I don't know, go wherever, to wherever else. That, yeah, go to Rumble. We're everywhere. Just go and, and, and watch us. If you don't want to watch us, that's fine. Just keep us on your background and listen to us because we're a bunch yeah. of idiots with a lot <laughs> of knowledge. <laughs> All right, guys, before we get started, as always, as I do every Thursday night, huge shout out to HKA USA. Go to HKAUSA.com. They show support of Five Book MMA. We show support to them. They support a lot of fighters. So go to HKAUSA.com. Also to our streaming partners, Trailer TV, Flow Combat, ESPN Plus, DAZN, and MMA TV. Also shout out to the promotions that we work with really closely. Brave Combat Federation, PFL, uh, Fight World MMA, XFN, One Championship, and the list goes on. Also, shout out to AMA Fighting Championship. Uh, I will be announcing when our first show for 2024 is going to happen. And of course, your boy is going to be out there, cage side, backstage, doing a lot of the social media stuff for AMA Fighting Championship. I can't wait to start doing that. It's a dream come true to have a job. It's actually going to pay me to do this, so it's going to be freaking amazing. Um, so you know what that means? A lot of more stuff that I'm going to be uh, investing in sitting ringside and for Fight Book MMA. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait. Also, uh, go to foxhoundfuel.com. Click on the QR code or scan it on your phone. The QR code should be popping up here in a little bit. Uh, use our discount code, which is FBMMA in all caps. Get your supplements. These guys know what they're doing. I use it. Um, they send me a lot of products to uh, sample and to promote. So go to HKUSA.com. You can get yourself a sample pack right there for just 10 bucks, And you'll get 20% off of that using our QR code. Or not, not using the QR code, using our discount, which is FBMMA, all caps. Remember, every single time you check out, use our discount code. Also, for the fellas, my boy, John Tyler. If you want to get some comfortable underwear, go to John Tyler's uh, website. Uh, you can click the QR code right there. And, of course, you'll get another 20% off of his uh, underwear. So anything you purchase... Get 20% off using our <laughs> discount code FIGHTBOOK in all caps. And I that's see all, that we're getting some QR all, code scans. That's all Roberto so, uses. Yeah. That's all you that's use, all bro. Use. That's that's it, man. You I use do. the same dirty pair every single day. <laughs> John, John actually sent me like fucking 20 pairs of underwear, bro, in all different colors. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. Um, also, uh, go to our uh, merch, scan the QR code there. Um, like I said, if you don't see the, the merchandise or a shirt, a hoodie or whatever that's not there, just hit me up. I got another store in the background that uh, I use as a backup. 
Um, I got a lot more stuff out there that I can't use on this one, but that is going to change here pretty soon. Also, we are going to be having some limited edition Fight Book MMA uh, shirts and hoodies. Uh, the logos are getting uh, rendered and they're getting uh, um, put into 4K quality. Uh, 4K quality? 4K is that even a real thing on a shirt? No. 4K it, quality? I'm just saying, dude. It's it's 4K. It might even be 10K. I don't know. Well, if you and if you want a fight book MMA suit, I know I left my suit at the cleaners. <laughs> we may, in fact, could get you done to get you fitted for those because they're hey. going to be super limited. And super. I, I keep leaving mine at the cleaners, man. Like they might own it at this point, so and I got to go pick it up. <laughs> hey, we can definitely put a, our logo on anything you want. You just yeah. let me know. And I'll make Straight it up. <laughs> All right, guys, let's do a quick uh, rundown of the events that are happening this weekend in the MMA kickboxing, grappling, Muay Thai category. Tomorrow, live on Fight Book MMA, Hexagon MMA 13. Uh, Gregory versus Martin. Also, tomorrow, we have Dynasty Combat Sports, New Year Knockouts 2024. Also going to be streaming on Fightbook MMA. And of course, every Friday morning or Friday night on the other side of the world, we have one Friday Fights 49. Also streaming live at Fightbook MMA. Then uh, we have, let's see, on Sunday, one championship is back at it again. 165 Superlek versus Takiru. This card is banging. <laughs> so go and check Say it that out. Name again, dude. <laughs> Takiru. It sounded funny. Superlek versus Takiru. All right, in the boxing <laughs> fighting category. Uh, January 27th, in live in Montreal on ESPN. Plus. Albert Ramirez versus Arthur. <laughs> um, probably destroy this name, Ziad Denal. Shit. Uh, this is a 10 rounder in the light heavyweight division. Then on Saturday, also live in Phoenix, Arizona <laughs> on the zone, Jamie Munguya versus John Ryder. <laughs> you got that one right. You're Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the, uh, of course, of course, it's not some Mexican last name. That's the Golden Boy event, right? Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, this is a twelve rounder in the super middleweight division. Then we got two title fights also on the same card: Oscar Coliaso versus <laughs> Reineres Gutierrez. A twelve rounder for Coliaso's WBO strawweight title. Then the other title fight is Gabriela Fundora versus Cristina Cruz. <laughs> They're fighting in a 10-rounder for Fundora's IBF flyweight title. Why is that so funny? That's funny, dude. Rob handled Mexican. that like he always put does. put that yeah. Mexican in there, man. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Live on uh, Saturday also in London, Quasi Kademi. <laughs> <laughs> versus Jackson <laughs> Chuk. <laughs> well, founder in the flyweight division. Then we have uh, Prestige Fight Night Brandon Gleaton versus 
Emil Markik. And that's it for the <laughs> rundown. <laughs> and David, what do we say with uh, these events, bro? You're not watching every single second of every round, every event that Rob just mentioned. Of course, there's no UFC, but they'd be watching all that shit. Otherwise, not a real fight fan. Not a real, not a real fight, fight fan. fan. No, you're a twat. And the oh, quick man, shout out that's, to that's our, hardcore. <laughs> to our, <laughs> our peeps that's uh, in the chat, uh, Ms. Tamara Morgan and Anthony Gomez. Thank you so much for always being uh, on our chat. Uh, Anthony says, okay, so Holly is in over her head this time versus Kayla. See or no? We will get that yeah. answered oh, here later on on the outside of the cage news. So stay tuned. <laughs> we will have we have a good conversation on that topic. So, Anthony, just listen, bro. All right. Well, yeah, well, because, uh, Robert, uh, we're going to have well, Robert, uh, you know, say some funny names, some more funny names. <laughs> yeah. We, that's always a good part right there. And, of course, it's the intro. So, yeah, perfect, Rob. Thanks again. Yes, of course, we did forget to mention, though, Rudy, you know there's no UFC event this weekend. But that Fuck It Friday challenge, stay tuned. Dana White still hasn't broke the news for the UFC 300 main event. Keep an eye on his Instagram, his social media, but that fucking Friday challenge is coming tomorrow morning, right? You got to do it, bro. Everybody's got to do it. If you don't do it, you're not a real fight fan. You're yeah. not. And if you're not watching you're Power right. Slap, you're not a real slap fan. Yeah. That's this Friday, right? No, it's it? uh, two no, weeks. It's, it's in two weeks, bro. Oh, I think okay. I was gonna say, like, Super Bowl weekend. Episode 11 was this nice. past Wednesday. Okay. And I watched that. Man, that that one was actually a really good match, bro. This is huge. Two huge black dudes, bro, beating the crap out of each other. I don't know how they were standing, man, but they slugged it out, and one of them got knocked out at the end, and it was very entertaining. Uh, probably one of the best entertaining matches I've seen on Power Slap, to be quite honest with you. Nice. They, be, they like, clubbed the shit out of each other. It was crazy, dude. <laughs> 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 Highly well, speaking of club, <laughs> speaking of clubbing and speaking of the gold changing hands too last mm. week to Toronto Man. somewhat controversial I think people need to throw that whole narrative of robbery out the window we've seen some robberies before like flat out robberies like kind of I don't know the Johnny Hendricks St. Pierre comes to mind when I think of robberies because it's like yeah he kind of got robbed there you know what I mean but this fight here Strickus Duplessis, Sean Strickland, Rudy Lara. How did you have this fight scored, brother? Uh, I mean, I had it. I had it for Strickland, but uh, mm -hmm. I could see why they gave it to Duplessis. I mean, I'm not. I'm not complaining about it. And I, and I was, you know, heavily favoring Sean Strickland. It's just it didn't go his way, and kind of expected that if you're not gonna, you know, kind of go for the finish. And he never really pulled the trigger, man. You know, just kind of coasted. Well, I wouldn't say coasted, just he played it a little too safe. And to yeah. be the champ, you got to beat the champ. Sometimes that's the, the case here. But, Mark, like, what did you, what's your take on it? Like, was it a clear cut? You thought Drakus won? Because I had the fight even. Like, Dana White came if out. Anything, if, Go ahead. You know what? A draw, maybe? A draw? If not, 
keep it on Strickland I seen because it. I just don't feel like I feel like it was three two. Any any of those possibilities would have been okay with me. Um, whether it be a draw, Strickland wins, Duplessis, it was that close, man. I think, and it and uh, I think what edged it out for him was you know the six takes down takedowns that he had throughout the fight. Yeah, um, and that that counts in some judges' eyes, uh, but he didn't really do anything with it. Sean Strickland got back up every time. And I think maybe seeing blood on his face, maybe at the end of the fight, you know, might, might've swayed their decision as well. But it was, even the judging was, was close, you know, it was a split decision. Yeah, A lot of fights were close that night. You know what I mean? It was entertaining. I I, I enjoyed the fight. Yeah. I was going to say that too, Rob, like the optics, like you've been cage set for a lot of fights, like being in that judge's role, like, a very fine line and like being Kate side that night, you judging that fight. I mean, did they get it right? Cause I mean, I thought like, yeah, the takedowns, like Rudy said, obvious six take, six take, six takedowns and Duplessis was constantly pressuring Strickland, pushing him back. Of course, that was part of the game plan and it pretty much worked. They won him the world title, but you Rob scoring the fight that night. It's, it's gotta be a tough call though. Right. Cause I mean, draw, I know Mark was going to say a draw, but how'd you have it though, Rob? <laughs> you know, I, I was going down for each round, and um, you know, I did give three to two to Strickland. Um, but those those takedowns, yeah, they were takedowns, and of course they counted. But did he do a lot of damage? You know, because now the UFC there and the judging is a lot uh, focused on damage. Who had the most damage? Duplessis, right? Because you can yeah. see it in his face. He was getting. Pieced up by those jabs of Strickland. It looked like sloth. Yeah, and and Strickland having that cut. Okay, you guys. Got a cut. It, it was probably from the headbutt. So the head clashes that could have been the cut. So did Duplessis, you know, do it with his strikes? Probably not. No, but did but did he make it worse? Yes, he made it worse. Um, but. I, I just I feel that like how Rudy said, Strickland didn't uh, pull the trigger till n- very late in the fifth round is when he was like going, you know, strong, trying to finish the fight. But it was a little too late. He should have done that in the yeah. second end of the second, mid third round, and kept it going until the end of the fifth. Um, but either way, you know, well, I guess uh, with this everything is the that's uh, good, this is the headbutt he was talking about, bro. See, you yep. hit him in the butt. Right look, there. Right here. Look, look. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and right in the butt. <laughs> oh, man. The most odd strike of the fight, but it had to be Duplessis <laughs> doing that, right? But, <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean, yeah, like so the way I, I've seen like the I fight. Said, I feel, like, right, I, I was going to say, you know, the way I feel, the winner, Duplessis, good on him. Um, mm-hmm. Do I feel like he ultimately beat the champ? No. He did not. Mm. He did not beat him the way you're supposed to beat a champ. Uh, look at his face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at his face. His face looks destroyed. And you look at Strickland's yeah, face. No, he doesn't look even remotely close to Duplessis. So I think you yeah, like it, bro. I, <laughs> yeah, I check thought. Out, check this one out, bro. <laughs> it's supposed to have Roberto's face on it. <laughs> Jesus fuck! <laughs> I've made one with Rob on there though. Yeah, like, I do. <laughs> That's some historic shit. But the uh, I think the fight in itself, though, like 
kind of that biased commentary from Daniel Cormier, though, like he was all over Drake's Duplessis, like every single thing he did, his movement. Oh, he's backing him up. Like if you watch the fight without the commentary, which I did, I scored the fight for Drake's Duplessis. Like I said, I had it 2-2. But like I said, Octagon Control, he pushed Strickland back. Credit to Sean Strickland for getting up, popping right back up from all of those takedowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, we never really seen Sean on his back for, I mean, get to our taking damage. Like, Drakus Duplessis is a savage, man. And we called it last week. We said that, indeed, he's going to look for the takedowns. And that's where I thought he would potentially finish the fight. But Sean Strickland, tough as nails, man. And in my opinion, he didn't take it from the champ. Like I said, the face of Drakus reminded me of GSP Johnny Hendricks, you know? So Yeah. Um, but yeah, the DC commentary was trash, man. Like that shit's got to stop. Bro, like, I'm going to stop. Th- <laughs> I'm going to stop watching title fights with him as a commentary in the booth, just on mute straight up. And like, you can, like Dude. a lot of people do that. Like it's a good <laughs> thing to do. So the, the commentary <laughs> were just like up on Drickus everything. Yeah. Dude. Dominic they, Cruz they were, too as oh well. Oh my God, yeah. dude. I, I, they were just they were riding him so hard that that's probably why the judges swayed (laughs) and gave it to to like i'm gonna say how joey says dukas uh for the win dukas uh our boy uh david uh ozzy chavez he says that three two strickland it was close uh he wishes that strickland would have opened up more and yeah and just like i said i if if strickland would have opened up by mid third round and kept it going until the end of the fifth, it would have been a clear cut win for Strickland. Like it would, there would have been no doubt about it. Uh, but I don't know, man. Yeah. I guess we talked for, about it for, for uh, Strickland, man. Cause last week, Eugene was talking about how the jungle wanted Strickland to win. I think that was the case too, but like, I don't know, man, like the way Dana White came out and said uh, post or post conference saying that he's not going to do immediate rematch. Like we've seen immediate rematches happen for uh, people getting finished. You know I mean? Strickland, obviously it was a goddamn close fight, but there's something to it where they're happy with Drake is holding that title and it kind of all the cards lead to him fighting. I don't think he's fighting Alex Torreya. Come on now. Like he's fighting Israel Adesanya, right? Yeah. Oh man! So, if if Duplessis does uh, if he does face Izzy, man, that's gonna be a a really tough fight. And where's it gonna be? Is the question? Do well, I... UFC three hundred, but um, but the thing is, like, is he healthy? Is he gonna make that quick turnaround as champion? And then like Dana White picked mm-hmm. against him, and Drake is just like, okay, that's bullshit. Whatever, I, I hold the ch- I hold the belt now. So I think they, they would like to have that scenario of um, Alex Perea holding two belts. I think they want that. You know what I mean? Because Alex is a star. Drake is, say he does win, he beats the 205 champ. Of course, the fight will probably be at 185. You know, So there's pyramids there. I know, in fact, the Izzy fight's got to happen. The grudge match, they've already done all the, the lead up and everything. So um, UFC 300 is the, the place for it to happen, right? Like they got to, if Drake is up for it, I'm all in, man. That that's a proper headlining uh, a match for 300, right? We're still waiting on that. But do you think that's going to be too close of a of a turnaround for Duplessis? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a quick his, turnaround. It, it it would be a quick turnaround. Well, if it I mean, means I mean, if it means changing his life with some 
with a huge well, payday. Yeah, either yeah, either bro. either win or lose, he's gonna get at least a mil, two mil. He seems like he'd be game. He'd be game. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course if he still continues his reign, like Dana White was talking about uh doing the show in that South Africa, I think that'd be dope. Uh, they could do it at a later point in the at the Saudi event. They want to bring all the big names. Who would want – Izzy would draw against Drickus in, Sa- in the Saudi Arabia card. But That's that African they, show – They need to do it in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's, one, one way or another, it's going to happen. But the 300 teaser, Dana White's still throwing crumbs out there. We'll hopefully find out. I don't know if they fucking announced it right now while we're filming the show. But <laughs> um, but yeah, it uh, it indeed was a tough matchup as we've seen it. It was, it was personal, but it was respectful. Uh, Sean Strickland took one, and um, he was still still the man, bro. And I think he – well, Rudy, does he get a title shot again? Like, that's the thing. Like, he's not getting the immediate match, but does he climb back up into the title talks again and fucking wins the belt? Like, well, no one people, no one gave him a chance to begin with, you know, so. People would like to say um, he doesn't deserve it because, you know, he never defended the belt. Um, but whatever. I think it was that close. I'd say, you know, if uh, Drakus and Strickland want to – Duke it out, do it. That would sell tickets. Yeah, it'll sell. I think they want that matchup. And Sean Strickland, I don't know. The 185 title or the belt's been playing hot potato lately. So we'll see if Drickus could defend. Mm-hmm. Very cool. that fight with Israel. And this card, this card was nothing but split decision wins, Dad. It was very a lot of close fights. Yeah. But moving on, I guess, yeah, to the Coleman event. Speaking of sandwiches, or no, but you guys have mentioned sandwiches. Sandwich of the night, right? Bantamweight ch- uh, fight because I know what oh, yeah. Silva had a she had a concussion, right? Is that the injury she's talking about? She said she got clipped on the ear, her equilibrium was lost, so technically she was concussed throughout the whole fucking fight, right? Who Raquel? Bueno Silva or my bueno oh, Silva. Bueno Silva. Man, that's, that's what she said. That, that's that's she just putting out. An <laughs> <laughs> it's just an excuse. That's all it is. I, I believe so. It could I be. I mean, I couldn't it, win because I could have. I could have hit it. In, 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 I, I just love uh, Juliana yeah, Pena's reaction to it. Is that your impression? It. Is that your impression of uh, Brazilian Myra Bueno? <laughs> no, this is my impression. Hey. I couldn't win because I could. She sustained hey, a she injury, bro. Yeah, but I look at Rocky Pennington though. She's one of like the three. Only there's only three fighters that won a title fight over the age of what 35, 36, Is it Rudy? It's Raquel Pennington, Tyron Woodley. And I forget who's the last. Is it John Jones? That's <laughs> just a funny group of people. Raquel Pennington's in there, you know. Yeah, I believe it's Jones. I think it's Jones, Woodley, Raquel Pennington, because it's that curse or whatever the the stats, the <laughs> metrics on it. But yeah, she was always just at the doorstep of the title. She was seemingly the women's version of Uriah Faber and Bueno Silva, man. Yeah, her, <laughs> her uh, I don't, just from the second round on, I was like, oh yeah, it's definitely going to go to a decision. And Raquel Pennington, I mean, she did go for multiple submission uh, attempts, uh, but she said like in that interview or that piece that they did, that she did suffer an inter- uh, uh She was injured in the first round. So she was just kind of just hanging in there for whatever, but Raquel couldn't finish her. Both of them were hurt. Uh, Juliana Pena was pretty vocal about it, and it was hilarious too. But she said that was the worst uh, title fight she, she's ever seen, and she's like, "Okay, well, it's 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 going to happen." I mean, they got to get Raquel. To she get- forget what her uh, rematch against Nunez looked like, and I'm a Pena fan. Like she was getting mollywopped in that rematch. What the f- 
What did you say? What did you say, though, dude? <laughs> didn't what Molly Wop. <laughs> Speaking wow. or didn't know right now. Former champion. Um, <laughs> didn't Carla Esparza get cut, too, right? Did you guys hear about that? She got cut? Carla Esparza was released from the UFC, yeah, speaking of uh, former champions. Wow, yeah, so. PFL, here we come. She's yeah, yeah. And, her baby. Yeah, and 135, we know we have a pretty high-stakes high fight at UFC 300. We'll talk about it with Holly Holm and Kayla Harrison. But Raquel holds the belt. Pena's in weight. This fight was a sandwich. Um, the Canadians letting me down. Mike Mala, mm, I fucking yeah, told dude. y'all. I told y'all Neil Magny. Was gonna Neil Magny this shit? Did I not, bro? It was, fuck it was bro. horrific. Fuck it was horrific. Neil, bro. Neil came out of was, nowhere, dude. And just all the fucking... all the Canadians, they pretty much lost. Yeah, they all only the girls won that night. Jillian and Jasmine. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that crazy, that's bro. That's that should be fucking a crazy it. record to have in in Canada, right? Walk away yeah. from that event, and that's like one of the things that stands out the most for me. <laughs> <laughs> they need to not make the, a not ultimate. the two championship fights, but the losing streak of the Canadians. <laughs> yeah, it was just it just wasn't you know those fights were close, and the judges just weren't having it for us. Fuck, I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, Neil Magny wasn't waiting for them judges, and he said, "Fuck it, third round." Oh, he, well, because he knew he was going to lose in the judges' eyes, because he was losing that fight, so he knew he had to fucking do something. And a lot just he just ran out of gas. Good. You know what happens? And I don't think it's you know it's not going to derail him at all. Like you know, it happens. He's going to bounce back from it. Yeah, he's on the cusp. Well, he was on the cusp of the top 15, and uh, Neil Magny does Neil Magny things. So I think, in fact, they do need to make the ultimate gatekeeper welterweight belt for Neil Magny and just give it to him. (laughs) That's about it. The baddest gatekeeper? (laughs) Yeah, the baddest gatekeeper, motherfucker. Right. No, uh, (laughs) speaking of shitty commentary, did you guys hear what I'm going moving on to Chris Curtis versus Mark Andrew Barriel? But did you guys hear what uh, Chris Curtis replying to Dominic Cruz where Cruz during the fight was saying, like, oh, this is a sparring match or whatever? And Chris Curtis was like, okay, why don't you stand there and let me hit you as hard as you think and then see if you could take it? You know what I mean? So Mm. Chris Curtis was heated, of course, at the commentary. And I'm pretty sure he heard the BC and uh, Cruz in the main event. So it was. Yeah, man. No, no more commentary for me. Turning that shit off, watching all title fights and main cards with no commentary. That's it. We are gonna mute real that fight shit. fan shit. Yeah, <laughs> mute it. Uh, moving down the card, most far Evlovev. This guy is a decision machine, Rudy Lara. Right? Yeah, bro. He's not not gonna stop. <laughs> He's not gonna stop ever. He's the, the decision machine. You're right. He's a decision machine, bro. You, you could guarantee <laughs> oh, his next his next fight is going to be it's a decision. decision. So yeah. bet. I mean, bet on him and bet on him hard because he's going to make you a lot of money. Yeah, just don't bet on Neil Magny in any capacity, like <laughs> win or lose, because you're going to like what we the streak continues, right? It was win loss, win loss. So he was in fact due. Words of the great Tommy D. And he got that win. He was due. So yeah. he was due. But 
uh, moving down the card, uh, Canadians letting us down. Brad Katona, I picked him. <laughs> Garrett Armfield comes out of nowhere. And, uh, oh. man. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, what was your guys' favorite fight on the prelims, though? Because, I mean, like, a lot of decisions. Close oh, Jasmine's fight, of course. The prelims? Oh, my, Jimmy Flick and Malcolm Gordon, dude. Oh, Jimmy dude. Flick right, pulled well, that off. Yeah. right out the Holy gate. Holy shit, yeah. dude. I thought Jimmy was losing. Let's let's be honest. Jimmy was fucking losing. Yeah. Yep. And then, out of nowhere, in the second round, he pulls off a fucking arm triangle choke. That's Jimmy doing Jimmy things, bro. Yeah, yeah. Dana White said That's that. That's at the twelfth of the night, I think. Honestly, Jimmy the yeah, he, he earned himself a new contract too. Dana White was asked in the presser yeah. like uh, about Jimmy Flick, and he's like, "Yeah, well, he's we're signing him back up." So shout out to Jimmy. He's been on the show, friend of Fight Book MMA, and man, my picks were awful though for two weeks straight. So awful, awful picks. So hopefully hey, next and, week of yeah, and Jimmy because of this win, Malcolm Gordon retired that night. That's yeah. right. Yeah. He officially retired that night. He said, I'm but My holiday of the retired. night was Jasmine's just ass whooping. That was my holiday of the night was that Jasmine's ass whooping that she gave her. Mm. Oh, yeah, dude, what Jasmine, is it with, what's her name? Awesome. Yeah, what is it with Priscilla Cachoeira just taking beatings like that? Because I have I referenced the beating from Valentina. That's not good for her career. Her, you know, she's dude, Cachoeira was on the cusp of being a champ, too. In that division, yeah, you're two fights away from a title fight in the women's bantamweight these days. You know, that's just how yeah, it goes. Yeah, and then next thing you know, she gets her ass beat. She gets out struck by 300 punches and then gets choked out. That was ugly, not, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, if I'm going to throw a pink slip or just the last time we've seen him in the cage, I'm going to throw Charles Jordan out there, man, against Sean Woodson, even though it was a split decision. I might, mm-hmm. I think that might have been his last fight on the contract, but... Yeah, I think Charles Jordan is probably PFL material. That was in Shardwood. That was Matt. <laughs> Yellow bastard. That's a good. Make his river game bread. I'm not picking against Sean Woodson anymore. All right, I'm picking him every single time out. That guy's solid. Eleven and one. His only loss was like a fluke, and I'm all all in on Woodson straight up from yeah. here on out. Finally stuck with Jordan the last couple of fights, and look what he's done to me. And I am right. never picking a male Canadian to win ever again. <laughs> wow wow i think instead nothing of females uh, in, nothing but females yeah. unless Going his name gsp with, jr right yeah yeah straight up <laughs> and instead of giving the fighters the pink slip now i think we're just going to say we're the pfl contract is signed you know yeah hey that's yeah. a good one we're, we'll start doing that for now on no more pink slip it's the pfl slip Yep, the they're, they're stamped in the PFL, yeah. Because I mean, they yeah, had the right. press conference, right? Did you guys catch that? I think the because there's a, some did. pretty good matchups on there. And Anik was uh, in attendance, and mm-hmm. Doc um, Anik, yeah. And uh, the the <laughs> if you're watching or listening and you're part of the media, ask some real fucking questions. <laughs> Don't ask the same. Damn question. You ask every single presser for either PFL, UFC, whatever it is. So how do you feel about your win? So how do you feel about your account? So how do you feel? Who gives a shit how they feel? We all know that they're fucking working (laughs) hard for their damn fight. (laughs) Right. Let it go. Let it go. Like, come on. We know they're in camp training. 
Yeah. That's why they're in attendance at his fucking press conference. <laughs> yeah, and it's legit too, because like PFL, Bellator, like it's taking place in Saudi Arabia. You know, it's a 12 fight card. Um, what's his name? Looks super huge against, uh, faced up with Ryan Bader, uh, Renan mm. Ferreira. That guy's a Dude. fucking monster, man. I like that main event at heavyweight kick or, you know, headlining that card. Um, kind of feel bad for Impa Kansangane against Johnny Emblin because Johnny Emblin's the truth, man. You know, so like mm-hmm. we're going to see, you know, because of course these guys are going to make a great payday too as well. Better than anybody in the UFC in, in their weight classes, of course. Uh, Patricio Pitbull, uh, what was the other? Bruno Cabaloza with Dane Ninkoff fight. Love that matchup. And of course, you got G- uh, Gay Jesus, Yoel Romero against Diago Santos. Yeah, AJ McKee. It's a stack card. I even totally forgot that uh, Clarissa Shields is still active with PFL because I know she's still boxing, of course. But, yeah, she's on the card. And then you even have, um, what's his name, Muhammad Ali's uh, grandson, right, Diageo mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ali. So that's a stack card, man. I caught that press conference and that. So super legit, man. So And, of course, the person that they didn't sign got away and got to the UFC, right? You know who I'm talking yeah. about. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that in a second. I do want to reference back to a, hey, a great hey, moment real on that. Quick, since before, before you say something, um, uh, real quick on that PFL card, we interviewed uh, this Indian fighter, um, Anik Indian, uh, uh, interviewed him. Educondo Rao, guys. Oh, he's on the card. Yeah, he's on that yeah, card. If, yeah, if y'all haven't uh, watched or, or um, uh, yeah, watch the uh, interview, go to our YouTube channel or go to Fight Book MMA and do a search of Educondo Rao. Or go to our Instagram because we got some clips there. But go to YouTube. We have the full interview uploaded. Anik did a fantastic job interviewing Ed Condal. Ed Condal's manager actually reached out to me and said, "Hey, can you guys interview him?" And we're like, "Fuck yeah, we can." It yeah. is an amazing interview. Uh, very uh, inspiring interview as well. Um, so go and check it out. So uh, shout out to uh, Ed Condal Rao. And to Raul Rowe, um, that's his manager. Um, shout out to them for always uh, supporting Fight Book MMA. Um, we always get pretty much the uh, the inside uh, scoop uh, with that manager from for the PFL. So go check it out. Yep. Yeah, and I want to reference back to uh, we skipped over it a little bit. I do want to remind everybody that Frankie the Answer, Edgar, mm. Hall of Fame. Unexpected yep. announcement. Like, who's seen that coming? But, man, if, if there's ever somebody that's deserving of the Hall of Fame, we were talking about it a little bit last we week were. on the show. But <laughs> Frankie Edgar, Hall of Fame, baby. Very proper. And that name never came to mind when we were talking about that last week. Like, who should get the, the Hall of Fame? Well, he's a, it's a shoe-in. It's a given. But we were talking about, of course, like yeah. active fighters or so. Sure, but Frankie right. has had two Hall of Fame careers. I mean, he did have – a slide at the very end, but man, you talk about just like a guy that just gave it all in that cage. You know what I mean, mm. I think he has still some of the most uh, cage time or so. He has set so many records in the UFC octagon, but what is your guys' favorite Frankie Edgar moment? The great fights, the, the great Maynard fights. Those are good. Yeah, those are great fights, bro. Those were good, good, good fights. Man, I, think, I yeah, remember watching, time, I remember watching Frankie Edgar for the first time at a tap out event. When mm. Tap Out yeah, had wow. their their shows and they were going to these uh, um, regional events and they did a piece on Frankie Edgar. And that's when I found out who Frankie Edgar was. I was like, man, this dude is going to be someone. 
So I've been following Frankie since then. Yeah, yeah, of course. Too a uh, thing that's like a blast from the past. Not uh, real fight fans will remember, but True Life. I am an MMA fighter on mm. MTV. Frankie yep. Edgar is where I first Frankie heard it. Me and my, my boy yep. Judah. Yeah, man. So that's how throwback Frankie is. And yeah, man, just had. I mean, some of the fights with um, well, with BJ Penn. You know, those were like that's oh, when yeah, Frankie came good. on this, with with Abu Dhabi. That's when the UFC was in Abu Dhabi for the first time. And then the robberies against Benson Henderson, which I'll always hate. Mm. Mm-hmm. Frankie won those fights, so but yeah, uh, yeah, very deserving though. Frankie Edgar, congrats! And uh, yeah, man, that's uh, Tommy D in the words of the great Tommy D, that's your boy, yep, yes, sir, yep. Well, what's uh, of course, what's a great overall for UFC 297? I don't know how many pay per views they sold, I don't think it did well. I think, um, 6.5 for me, yeah, it's like a 6.5, six. yeah, six. Yeah, I was gonna like they, they made close to eight million at the gate. Yeah, big gate. Yeah, the, it was a sellout gate, big time. Uh, probably the biggest gate they've ever had there at that arena. But yeah, it, I don't know what the pay per view numbers are, but they probably weren't that great. So. Mm, not with all the live streaming that you can get. <clears throat> yeah. Well, it just wasn't the biggest card, you know? Like, I mean, of course it was catered to Canadian fighters, but I mean, Sean Strickland. I think after, the, I, I think after Strickland. like the third loss of the Canadians, a lot of people tuned them out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it well. just uh, uh, like, nope. just wasn't our night. Like in the judges' eyes, the judges just did not want to give us a fucking break. <laughs> nah, nah. That, Rudy, where's the hell no? Hell no, bro. <laughs> we need the hell no. We need the real hell no. No, we need the real hell no. And after that. <laughs> there we go. But that concludes UFC 297. It's that time oh. for some outside the cage news. Outside the cage news. I hate to start outside the cage news with this topic. It's kind of, well, you guys have seen the notes. I'm going to order it a little bit differently. Who has seen the Roadhouse trailer? Conor McGregor. Bro, I tuned it out after like 30 <laughs> seconds in. I was like, fuck no. I'm done. I can't watch this. Unbelievable, right? Like, I mean, Emmett. Where's Emmett at? Like, I had to. I know. That's the first thing I had join to, us. That's the first thing I had to see waking up or like start my day was the Roadhouse trailer. Like, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> terrible like just cheese like I, I can understand why it went straight to what is it amazon prime or whatever but or amazon video whatever the fuck it is but it's on total amazon? corn yeah yeah oh my God. well i don't think it debuts until like march or something like that i'm but... canceling my subscription <laughs> <laughs> but that's officially like the new uh must watch movie like you said rob you're a big movie buff but yeah, yeah i know you're anticipating it. this that movie here, you know. Nah, not yeah. no more. <laughs> not no more. Yeah, Rudy, did you catch watch, that trailer? I'd rather watch uh, the Donald Cerrone movies. <laughs> Rudy, Donald I know Cerrone you can't wait movies. for me. <laughs> no, Roadhouse is like a Rotten Tomato special right there, but I don't know. It's 
I'll yeah. watch it. Like a, it's a, it's a one point five. Out Nothing's going to beat the original. All right, the original is always going to be the best. That's all right. I mean, I'll watch it. Not Rudy, you watch it. Gonna watch it Rudy watches anything, right? That's why. Yeah, why not? <laughs> but yeah, those. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I think it's March 29th is the debut, but we're we're hearing about it now. Of course, we're not hearing about Connor fighting because like Dana keeps getting asked about yeah. it every presser, and it's like, um, nothing is confirmed. When Connor wants to fight, he's gonna fight, right? So. <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. But from one big star in the game to another, a very big star. Well, in the movie scene. The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, mm. is now El Jefe of TKO Board of Directors. Wow. Huh. Is this a sign that Dana White is leaving, or what do you guys think? What's the deal with this here? Uh, or Vince. What about Vince, though? <laughs> Vince is gone, dude. Vince is going to get his ass chewed. Vince doesn't have as much control no, as The Rock thing, couldn't right? be the right. face like, of the UFC. No, just the shoes. Just the shoes. No, yeah, <laughs> just the shoes, but barely. Yeah, they're barely making it. But in the wake of uh, the 67-page uh, allegations against Vince McMahon, where he apparently, what's the? Do you have the article queued up, Rudy? Oh no! Oh lord! Oh, I can pull it up. Yeah, apparently Vince McMahon has been doing some pretty shady shit and like, I don't know, like he's, it's happened a few times before, you know, right? Like not this bad, of course. And then he just had to not pay his way bad. out of it. Right. <laughs> he he no, had some under bad. the table stuff that he had to do. To, of course that under the table stuff, but. But this time around, no I mean, come on, bro. Like naming yeah. certain things about, and, and <sighs> dude. Mm. Fucking Vinny Mac, what the hell, dude? He's done, bro. Vince is done. And Brock Lesnar's what done too, hell? right? He's done seeing all of us, guys. Yeah, isn't Brock Lesnar involved in this too? Because there's like it's sixty-seven page report. Former employee, uh, apparently he was trafficking her, assaulted her with sex toys named after wrestlers, and what the and defecated Jesus on her Christ. are the allegations. And yeah, what? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh lord! And he paid, and he paid her to stay quiet too. So it's like Vince, who knows? Like if this is—I mean, it happened before. Like I said a couple of times, but this is fucking out of control. Know, I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe allegations just out the bat, bro. Give me some proof. Oh, there's gonna guilty. be proof. You're you're innocent. You're innocent until you proven know, guilty. You, you know, there's video. And if you he's guilty, of being, if, and if he's guilty of being a dirty piece of shit. Then he'll pay for being a dirty piece of shit. Yeah. You will. Until then, we have to assume everyone's innocent. But we're not. Connor is innocent. Who is, who is filming? Yeah, but look at Connor and all the. I don't know enough about this story to to even say that. Yeah. Well, Scott Scott mentioned it, and he said that Dana White was the one filming everything. <laughs> was it? Yeah, we go from one. We go from one big star of combat sports to like the biggest star of the fucking TKO, uh, you know, the previous. Well, he sold half the fucking company, right? Like recently. So yeah. um, that's got to be a sign of something. Like he knew this was coming or whatever, you know what I mean? But like, what, what would it take? Well, Vince said he'd always be in charge until he's like dead, right? 
Isn't that what his statement was like a month ago or two? You know, there's something in the contract saying that he will always be part owner no matter what happens. Until it he has is, some kind of piece until to he's six he feet under the ground, then no. his stake goes to his kids. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's why it's strange too, because the whole Rock thing and then TKO, whatever. But like, that's the Rock. Like, um, it's kind of a sign. It's power moves, as Eugene S. Robinson would say. There are some changes that are going to come, and it might have to do with the UFC. More or less, it probably would be the WWE because I think they still own the the trademark, the Rock. He doesn't actually no. own it. So if he comes, no, he comes no. back. The, he can make the rock. Yeah, the rock actually uh, got ownership of uh, that. The rock. Oh, did he? Dwayne okay. Johnson, yeah. Yep. Dwayne Johnson got the rights to the name The Rock. Well, he makes tons of money as it is. So this is he not does, a, a move where he's not going to make tons of money easily and like maybe make some big time shifts. And now fucking Vince McMahon with the sixty-seven page allegation case against him. We shall see. We've seen Connor walk from like five rape charges, right, in 2022 or 2023. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's horrible. Fucking horrible. Look, if, if Vince McMahon does end up needing to leave and go to jail or whatever, he's still going to be one rich motherfucker. What do you think it would take to have uh, Dana White removed? He'd have to commit like murder, right? Good. <laughs> Well, he already slapped. He slapped his wife last year on New Year's Eve, and it was promotion. People were just like, "Ah, uh, yeah, okay, we'll just whatever." That's our favorite power guy. We we don't want to see him in trouble. But if it was anybody else, if it was like John Anik or somebody or any of those guys, they would have fucking hated it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but for Dana White to leave, it's going to take a lot. Because it would. Like, what would he, I mean, a lot. He's he just loves what he does. But that's man. the question: is who would take over? After Dana White, who would take over? The Rock. <laughs> oh, don't no, no, no. It no, won't. No, no. Well, it won't be Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's name was also brought up with the uh, Vince McMahon thing. Of course, there's more details coming out. You guys got to look into it more. Of course, Tommy D and his show, their podcast. I'm sure they have all the information on that. I'm sure they do. You know what I mean? So we don't talk much wrestling on here, but as far as like TKO and the UFC being partners now. We do have to mention it, and it's unfortunate that we have to go from one uh, Conor McGregor to a Vince McMahon, and then now, you know, it's all this. Yeah. But it is outside the case, and it was very proper. You know what I mean? Do, do you all think that uh, sometime in the near future, the WWE is going to bury the UFC? No. Or, or change it up? But I think if they have too much cross-promotion stuff and have too many people involved, it's gonna try. Like I don't want them to blur the line. Do you think that? That's what I worry about. Do you think, they're, they're do you think the, the fighters' walkouts are gonna be different? I think at some point they might kind of like remember the old days when they used to walk out and it was a little bit more, you know, kind of cinematic. I guess back in the early days. Yeah, but I mean, the, like early look how the wrestling, the, the WWE do it. You know, they they have like the mm. big lights. They I don't think it'd be that extravagant, but the you know the fireworks and you know all this maybe a stage with a titantron maybe that's about yeah. it i don't know if they'd go full pyro yeah they, nothing they should, uh, they changes should do, they should do it back like how pride used to do it man that that i'd be okay with the, the old school pride entrances yeah, yeah i think uh nothing, that shit was fun absolutely nothing changes until dana leaves but i know john anik is kind of 
like on the fence of like he's possibly stepping away. He's had like pretty harsh criticism. I don't know what the deal is. I heard about it. I was listening to Luke Thomas podcast today. Shout out to Luke Thomas, the realist out there too, because yeah, he's kind of breaking shit down where he don't blame John because it's like, how old is John Anik? How old is uh, Luke Thomas? They're whatever in their 50s or so. They're, you know, at the highest point in combat sports and commentary and having to deal with like these fucking trolls and like these new era woke fucking Bud Light people just coming at you. Like, come on now. John Anik does a fantastic job. You know what I mean? And the UFC wouldn't be the same without him. Wouldn't be the same without Joe Rogan. And of course, without Dana White. So as long as those three are involved, it's going to be the same. And I'm all in it for the fighters getting paid some of that extra money from TKO. So Mm -hmm. until that changes, it's going to be business as usual. Yeah. Dude, I just realized that I just realized that Mark is wearing a button-up shirt and a tie. Yeah, Dave <laughs> was supposed to wear a suit, so I was trying to dress up. And then, it, then he didn't wear a suit, you fuckers. Hey, I got the custom shirt, custom shirt, custom hat. That's weird, man. If I would have known, I would have wore a nice button-up shirt, not wear my hat. So I got dressed up. It's Good all right. job. It's business. Good job, Mark. Good job. So, so you guys think you guys think Anik was being overly overly sensitive? Hmm. You know. Like I, why is my hearing an echo, Mark? Is that me? Oh crap! Yeah, I don't hear it anymore. But yeah, Anik. It. I hear the okay. echo. We're 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 in the fight in the fight business, right? We're all in the fight business because we're doing the podcast. We're in with Fight Book and the So we're gonna get haters no matter what. We all need to have thick skin. We gotta have thick skin. Um, the more haters you have, the better because that's who brings. They're watching. They're 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 seeing everything we're doing, hearing everything we're doing. They're listening to everything that we're doing. <laughs> so that brings, you know, it, it's. I welcome them. Come hate, hate all you want. I welcome. Be them. the, be the best really hater you can be. Them. Only, only you could be the best hater. Yeah. No. Nobody else. You can't be a better hater than another hater. And because they're hating, that means that you're doing a fantastic job. You're doing (laughs) something right. Maybe. Look, Anik. Anik. Well, yeah, Anik. He he, uh, he opened the door. You want to call him Anakin? I want to call him Anakin. He opened the doors to a lot of media people. Let's just be real. He did. He opened a lot of doors. He paved the way for the media, <laughs> and you know, it for him to just quit because of some comments. Yeah, come on, dude. Have some he, he didn't. He didn't quit. He's he's going to quit. He's just thinking about it, but because who's it. that one guy that pops up? That's like we don't. Really, I don't even really know his name. He's like the British guy, like a white guy, and like we don't really he, care what he he's says. Like, but he's he's like there. coach from wrestling, in WWE coach. Oh, Jonathan Coachman. Yeah, Jonathan Coachman. He's such a fucking tool. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like yeah, ha- Stephen A. Smith. Oh my god, one of the worst freaking people to talk about MMA. No, oh, not Stephen A. I think it. It's probably a DC's oh, partner. What's his name? Of Brian Clark, that guy's terrible. Like flat out, I tried to watch a DC RC podcast. I cannot do it. Like Ryan Clark, all respect to you as far as covering the NFL. 
god awful with the anime. I don't know how that fucking show like is continuing, and they promote the shit out of it. They're always saying it's DC and of, RC, whatever. It's because of DC and and the UFC because DC is the yeah co-host for it. So that's probably but why they push it so hard. Four years ago when we started this show, none of these fucking shows were out there. So I mean, Conor McGregor and nobody hasn't was doing the Who You Got, <laughs> Oldie Rudy. Did you see this guy? Did you see, just see this guy with his cowboy hat? <laughs> his cowboy hat and his uh. <laughs> Let's see, and it's tied. Put it back on, bro. Oh, what happened? Where the fuck is a cowboy hat? Wait, you want me to put the cowboy hat on? <laughs> fuck off! What man, the fuck, man? <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. What are you drinking, Mountain Dew? Is that no ginger ale? Fuck. It's a non-alcoholic yeah. fucking O'Doul's. You really have Mountain Dew in there with no, O'Doul's. No, it's ginger ale. Canada Dry, see? Canada Dry. <laughs> oh, that's a <laughs> very Canadian. Very, that's a, very proper for being in Canada, my friend. Very Canadian. <laughs> but, yeah, moving back to outside the cage news, uh, we're talking about Dana White. There's a certain Kamzat Chemaev who's heated with Dana White. He was promised the title fight right when he beat a, or the winner of Kamayim and Kamaru Usman. Kamzat Chemaev probably never gets the title shot, right? Like, I wouldn't even be surprised if he never fought again, like, ever again. Do they need a, if that's going to happen, cut him from the UFC and have him go fight for the PFL. No, they'd love him. Yeah, I mean, they, he, would, I mean, love they, got... to, they would love to promote Kamzat <laughs> over there. At check PFL, out, check out the, uh, the photo on this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It looks like a big thumb. <laughs> bald, the bald man, like in the words of Eugene, the bald man. The bald one, yeah. The bald one. Yes. So, like, I mean, Dana's fucking said this time and time again, like, uh, he's not your friend. This is the fight business. Yeah, I mean, over over he repeats the same shit but as far as Kamza he was like the star he was the man like people are saying he's got the Dana White privilege or whatever the case may be but the guy has like almost died from COVID he doesn't fight but maybe once a year they probably don't allow him into like fucking certain countries or whatever but um yeah that would be the thing to do is have him fight in whatever Saudi Arabia but if he happened to become the champ like that belt ain't getting defended you know what I mean wait. we have to wait two years hey I have What's I have up? one question Actually, I have two. Well, actually, you have three. Um, why are you wearing a suit, like a shirt and tie? You're wearing a hat, and uh, your name says Mark Howie Lichter. That's my TikTok name. What? That's a, that's my TikTok what? name. The Go hell ahead. kind of Go name ahead. is Howie Lichter? <laughs> that sounds like some creepy, weird, furry yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask. Yeah, didn't notice that. Creepy. That's I forgot creepy. to change it. When we did the one show, I had it just as that before. Just you and I, when we did that one show, when we were doing this, like, scrolling fucking Twitter. <laughs> Are you allowed in your schools? Yeah, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> Um, back to Kamzat. <laughs> yeah, um, wouldn't be surprised if he never fights again. 
I'm gonna leave it at that. Dude, if he doesn't fight like I said, man. But but why are we getting that fucking echo? Echo. Nope. There we go. He needs to go to PFL. <laughs> yeah. So, but as far as him being like, uh, what do you call one eighty five or one seventy? I don't know what fucking weight class he even fights in anymore. But we only hear about him and when he fights. Like you don't hear shit about him. And then he's like sick, and then eventually like he's matched up, whatever. Like technically, he should be fighting at UFC three hundred, right? Like the main event against yeah somebody against someone. But, I yeah. mean, yeah, comes that should be co-main eventing that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he might be. They might just announce it tomorrow. <laughs> have him co-maining whoever <laughs> we. But well, yeah. Let's be real, though. Do you think they know after what comes out said, uh, uh, him not getting the belt and promising, you think Dana White's actually going to announce him to fight for 300? Yeah, and see, that's the thing, too. Like, the way the UFC goes, we know, like, if you're critical about pay, you're outspoken about a lot of things, and especially if you cross the boss, you're going to get punished, man. Like, and I think, like, the punishment is sometimes in a reverse role because, like, look at Tony Ferguson, for example. The guy took shots at Dana. Took shots at the company. He's been a company guy throughout his, his entire career. But as a they're like, all right, well, we're just going to keep matching him up against killers and we're not going to cut him. And that's his fucking punishment. You know what I mean? So <laughs> Getting on the other ass. side of the <laughs> Yeah. And on the other side of the coin, you have guys like Kamzat where it's like, okay, well, we're never going to give you the title shot, which he might have been promised or <laughs> whatever he deserved. So that's the cruel, cruel and unusual punishment from the Dana White <laughs> and the fucking brass of the UFC, but it is what it is. The real hardcores know that's the truth. Been that way for yeah. a while, you know. Yeah. Thank you, thank you for changing your name from Animal Liquor or whatever the fuck. That was weird, bro. Animal Lictor. No. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still hearing that echo. Yeah, it's Mark but, uh, and his mm, weird setup. Yeah, he got weird, and then the echo just got more <laughs> weird. So, <laughs> but we'll <laughs> we'll move on to some fight bookings, fellas. Uh, yeah, Kamza, we'll hear about him soon. Like either just like being cut from the UFC and fucking, or somehow getting the title shot, one or the other, right? Mm. But um, uh, fight bookings. I think uh, what did they announce? Well, looking at UFC two ninety nine, they added Joanne Wood. I thought she was released from the UFC against Marina Moroz, too. That was added. UFC 299, I think, is a complete card with those two ladies being, like, the opening bout, I believe. So, mm -hmm. UFC 299 is stacked as shit. Uh, UFC 300 added Sadiq Youssef against Diego Lopez. Love that fight. And I mm -hmm. think that makes 300 a hell of a lot better. Because on paper, it wasn't looking too great, right, Rob? In the previous two no. weeks, we talked about it. So, uh, they're listening. They got to get some big-time fights. And, uh, yeah, Diego Lopez, surging contender. Uh, Sadiq Yusuf kind of on the same trajectory and career path right now. So love that fight. But a big announcement, Holly Holm against Kayla Harrison at 135 for UFC 300. Like, talk about a fucking curveball screwball, right? That's a good Dude, one. And, and I was watching um, on our local uh, news channel. They were interviewing Holly Holm. And this was about like three days ago, I believe. And she was saying, you know, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to fight again. 
But, uh, you know, I'm just waiting for my management. I'm waiting for the UFC, but I am training hard. As soon as she said, I am training hard, I knew at that moment that she had a fight book. She just couldn't say. She just couldn't say. Kayla Harrison, bro. I can't stop laughing at fucking Hannibal Lixer over here. That's not what it said, you fucking ass. (laughs) This is Hannibal wow. Lichter, bro. He's wearing like that. A, he's wearing a suit and tie and, and a cowboy hat. It's a two hundredth <laughs> episode, you ass. I was trying to be snazzy. Fuck you. Snazzy. So <laughs> dumb. Fuck off, Rudy. <laughs> snazzy. Yeah, Rob. I I know what you're talking about because uh, I pay attention. I mean, the news in Albuquerque, like as far as like them covering Holly Holm and like the old like golden years of the UFC, like for sure those years are far gone. Like Holly Holm's mm-hmm. better days have been far gone. Like I predicted her fights on BSPN Radio ten years ago. It's crazy that it's been that long. But uh, Holly's over a barrel. She signed a six fight deal with the UFC. She recently what the Bueno Silva fight was overturned because of fucking Usada. That's mm-hmm. weird as fuck. And then she had a close decision fight, which she's usually finding herself in on the better side of in decisions. Uh, but she's fought the best in the world. 42 years old, fighting Kayla Harrison, who's coming down two fucking weight classes. Bro, I don't how know. How is I think she going that, to make weight? Like, who I is the know. 145 pound? Like, the featherweight women's champion is, there's no, nobody holds the title, right? At the moment. I think, is he going to get rid of that weight class or is he going to keep it? That's, the <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's the thing. Like, Dana's always she, she's hated that weight class. <laughs> but if he did, in fact, want to bring it back, if he wanted to bring back the forty-five weight class, this would be the fight to do with Kayla. But there's just not many contenders out there. And then now that like Raquel holds the belt at one thirty-five, maybe this Kayla Harrison scenario at one thirty-five, it draws like I don't think in hell it draws Cyborg back, but it may in fact draw Amanda Nunes back. And then we, maybe we'll get the Nunez Kayla Harrison fight. I think that's what they're thinking, right? Yeah, but Kayla's the last fight she lost. You know, look who she lost to. So she got her ass fucking beat. And I think the chick who beat her would actually beat Nunez. <laughs> that's a good one. No, I like that fight. I mean, because I. I don't the, know, uh, elixir. Fuck I don't off, know bro. That that one. <laughs> ah, yeah, because one. <laughs> 135 talks of, um, we seen uh, Amanda Nunes in attendance last week at UFC 297. So <laughs> she's interested and maybe she comes back and I'd pick Nunez over uh, Raquel for sure. But yeah, if Kayla goes in there and starches Holly, there you go. You got your fight, right, Rob? Yeah, but Kate, to, for Kayla to make that weight, bro, that's, that's going to be a hard cut, man. What if Holly Holm just shocks the world again at 43, right? Dude, and does a nice little fucking head kick. <laughs> That'd be some shit. Nobody's – yeah, no one's giving her a chance. I mean, she's had no. a, she's been an underdog in a lot of fights and probably has one of the biggest upsets in, um, in combat sports history against Ronda. But, yeah, it's it's women's bantamweight. There's not much – there's not many uh, ladies out there that are, you know, top-notch. Uh, Raquel Pennington's kind of like a little bit old in divisions. Now she's held, held the title. Pena's still there. So there's fights for Kayla. I think that's what the whole signing deal is to uh to get to her, get her to the UFC promoter as like the next coming of a Rousey type deal, you know, big money fights. So, but I'm happy for Holly though. Anytime Holly fights, I'm interested, and um, it's just she's got that contract to fight out, and 
man, I think he's got four fights left on that deal. So, uh, other fight bookings. Yeah, let me. Uh, uh, hold on. Boy, uh, <laughs> Anthony commented. <laughs> let's talk to uh, Let's talk to Hannibal Lichter, folks. I'm not Hannibal, you fucking leave time with you. Fuck you. It doesn't say Hannibal. It doesn't say H A N I B A L. Hannibal. Hannibal. Where's the fucking cowboy at? I'm not wearing the cowboy hat. Go fuck yourself, Rudy. Oh my god! You're an asshole, Rudy. <laughs> fuck you. Oh, so so Anthony says that uh, she might never fight Nunez due to their friendship. Mm. Who, Kayla? Yeah, and Raquel. Well, because for money, the, aren't I mean. They, you, well, yeah, I mean, any anything for money, but <laughs> do you really think, because I know Raquel and um, Raquel's uh, wife, um, they're, they're all three, like, best friends, right? Yeah, or else, whatever, if it's the case of, like, the uh, ATT and that, like, we see part, people fight out of that gym, fight each other, and they're prize fighters, they fight for money, so that uh, opportunity comes up, pretty sure they'll make it a pretty good uh amount of money and fight for a gold belt and they'd be all in on it. It's the women's bantamweight division. There's nobody out there. So true. And Ronda Rousey's not walking through that door anytime soon. So um Dominic Reyes is apparently out against Carlos Olberg, so it's a blessing in disguise because he was about to get fucking starched, right? So Alonzo Menafield taking on Carlos Olberg. I like the fight. Atomic Alonzo Menafield need to get him on the show. The guy is a uh, I mean, it's hard to pick his fights, too, man. The guy is always in some dog fights, but Oberg, we know somebody's going to get finished in this fight. I really like it. And it's for uh, UFC Atlantic City, so March 30th. Uh, uh, what was a good one, bro. Aspinall was being so, offered to fight Stipe. Yeah, uh, there, there was talks of that. Um, I don't know if it's total bullshit because they threw a bone out there or a carrot, whatever you want to call it. They said Jones was offered a fight, like, <laughs> what kind of shit is that? Like offering John Jones a fight at UFC 300? Come on now. Mm, or maybe he is. Fuck no. Like, right, Rudy? Fucking John Jones, UFC 300 main event. I'm That's what they're dumb, holding off on. Bro. I can't get over it. <laughs> <laughs> also, at uh, That's the March 6th. <laughs> The March 16th fight night added uh, GM, GM3 Gerald Mearshart against Brian Barberina, and I think that's Barberina fighting at – Yeah, he's fighting at 185 now, Barberina, so uh, I don't know. I'd love okay. to pick – yeah, I'd love to pick him in any 175, but I think last time he looked like shit at 185, but that guy is always a junkyard dog, man. So And Gerald is a fucking get-the. GM3, bro. GM3 is going to win. Yeah. That's a tough one. Um, mm. Ikram is Eliskirov, who's uh, Marcel hey, Dorf. Hey, I, know I, I have a question. Uh, do, do you think his mom calls him GM3 or his grandma calls him GM3? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get him on the show to... and ask him that question. Yeah. Do you like people calling you that? I would like to ask him that question. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Ikram Iliskirov is out. Anthony Hernandez steps in now to face my dude. I'm high on this cat, Roman Kapalov. And I thought that Ikram fight and Kapalov was like, uh, somebody's going to be in the talks for like a title eliminator or so. 
And Anthony Hernandez is no slouch, too. He's tough as nails. Mm-hmm. Kapolov, man, I said it before. I said it last year. I said uh, Kapolov will fight for the title this year. So a win over Anthony Hernandez won't be easy. But that fight against Alaskarov, those are two surging prospects. And, man, I'm, I'm all in on Kapolov, though. I love the matchup. That's uh, coming up soon, uh, UFC 298, uh, February 17th. So a little switcheroo on the Alaskarov Kapolov belt. So uh, there was one more. Out that was booked. I'm trying to find it here. There's a lot of like lower, like uh, what do you call it? Eugene would say no care fights, but uh, yeah, they're uh, they have to fill these cards. You know what I mean? We haven't we don't have Connor to announce Jones. We don't have the big time uh, the names. I guess they're all already booked. But um, Ariane Lipsky against Karini Silva added to mm. April 27th uh, fight night. So that's good. Uh, Dude, that's, that's action a, that's at Bantamweight. That's a that's a turnaround for Ariane Lipsky, man. Yeah, she that's a, and Karini Silva is like a that's a surging contender right there. Dude, I have Silva yeah. winning that fight. Yeah, so there's only so many high profile women's bouts these days. So yeah, I was kind of surprised with the, the Holly Holm booking, and I knew in fact she had to fight somebody soon because yeah, she's not getting any younger, and she's mm. always fought the best. And uh, Taylor Harrison, nobody's seen that coming. So that's uh, her Dude. getting a pretty big payday because she was making a million dollars in PFL. So I'm pretty sure Dana White's offered her a pretty uh, lucrative contract. Where I, I know how much she's getting. No, she's getting paid a billion. A billion. <laughs> a billion dollars. Well, fight-related outside the cage news. Do you guys want to add anything to that? Or can we uh, can we talk some aliens or what Let's else is happening in the aliens, world? talk some aliens, bro. <laughs> no, not necessarily some aliens, but... We're talking, it's Groundhog Day in like what, next week sometime? Yeah. Right? Let's talk to Animal Lecture over here. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> the name did not but, say Hannibal, you fucker. <laughs> but speaking of Groundhog Day, ahead of Groundhog Day this year, apparently they want to trade out Puxatani Phil for just a gold coin. And then I guess they're just going to flip a gold coin, right? Really? It's going to be a Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Oh, that ain't oh, worth man. shit no more, right? No, fuck no, dude. Yeah. Tony dude, Phil's dude, a, they he's can't a do that to him, man. They can't do he's that. He's a legend. Groundhog. It wouldn't Peter, even be though, called dude. Groundhog Day anymore if they're gonna use a fucking coin. It'd be Coin Day. Coin, coin Flip Day. No, <laughs> no. I think they would have had a coin of with him a long time ago, right? Well, they could make like a fucking. Uh, Eight or a robotic version of a I was going to say, like do a robot. <laughs> Elon Musk. That's Elon insane. Musk can make him. And then, yeah, like, obviously, you know, we can't predict the weather anymore because it's global warming. The ice wall is melting. So we really don't know, like, if winter is going to continue. If, you know, like, you can't tell. So are you guys with PETA? Yeah, dude, it's, replacing? it's our weather is going, like, backwards now because now Texas is having all this freeze. The they're getting a lot of snow more than the usual. Waking up at (laughs) minus ten, minus twelve, it's it's crazy. And then you have us in New Mexico, like nothing but rain, and yeah, it's like all tropical now. The mountains looking green, and it's like what? We're in the desert. Sounds luscious. It does, bro, and it's nice. And Texas don't know to handle those freezes too. Like the whole fucking state will shut down. You know what I mean? That happened before. Yeah. Yeah, and the pipes. The pipes aren't meant 
for that type of weather. Yeah. So it's but, crazy. Yeah, the ice wall is melting. Antarctica, it's thawing out. And uh, yeah, aliens are coming, right? The groundhog so. days are gone. Yeah, groundhog. We don't even have a real coin groundhog. Day. We got a fucking coin. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? What the hell is going on in this world? But. But yeah, that's coming next week, Groundhog Day. Hopefully, the winter is over because I'm fucking sick of snow. And um, me too. I'm used to it. I'm used to the cold. But yeah, we're not like Mark up there where they get like 20 feet of snow and it's like nothing. But yeah, I haven't actually got really much shit in my fucking area. Only like one really kind of decent snow. Global warming. Has had like minus 60 with wind chill and has some kind of like shit ton of snow. But here, in my area, has not been that bad. Could you say these words without cussing? Yes, I can say them without cussing. Yeah, man. Yeah. Snow. <laughs> with minus 60 wind chill, you know. With, You're with so dumb. Me, I'm getting nothing, really. I like one yeah. decent snow, but it really was nothing, so. Mm-hmm. Just cold. Well, I was hoping the Emmett was going to join us, or Scott. I think it's his... Uh, neck of the woods over there in the, in the UK, but apparently there's a, there's a zoo in the UK with birds that are just, they, they can, they just cuss at people that come through. They tell them to fuck off and like, they don't know what to do with them. What? And I mean, uh, for real? yeah, a wildlife park in the UK uh, conspired a new plan to stop their potty mouth parrots from cursing, telling zoo visitors to fuck off. And I think like, what do you got? That would be the greatest. Like, I would own. Like, I want one. Like, how do I Dude, get a hold of one? If we can like, get those type of birds at the Albuquerque <laughs> Zoo, that'd be fucking amazing, bro. Right? Oh, they would have and make them like, the Albuquerque accent. Hell yeah, birds like, teaching other birds to swear. Zoo hatches yeah. plan to stop problems. The birds what? need to wash their mouths out with soap. Wildlife Park in the UK conspired to. Plan to stop the potty mouth parrots from cursing, telling zoo visitors to fuck off. <laughs> and they're those African gray parrots too. Like they're the smartest ones of them all. My uncle used to own one, and like they're amazing too. Like they're badass so birds. They're they're hard to get a hold of. They are, dude. I want to see some footage of these guys doing it. Come on, you got them on video. Come on, stupid head. Should I just buy the ad? It says, it says there's <laughs> six of them, and t- uh, four of them have men's voices, and two of them have ladies' voices. Let's see. Is this, is this the video to the... Shire Zoo. <laughs> Here's a clip. Yes! Make oh, it here he is. Here is Ramon. <laughs> you know, Andy, I, I've always wanted. It was on the Jerry Springer show. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know about that parrot. <laughs> How long ago was this? So. This was a day ago. One day. Nice. Yes, it was yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, I mean, how do we get a hold of one of those parrots? I want one. Sign me up. I so want Scott McKinnon, too, if you're listening. Find out where the zoo is at. Give me the information. Yes, we need one in Albuquerque. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, like I said, if they had them in Albuquerque, they'd have like the accent of like the Burqueño. Yeah, they're like, so, yeah, they'd be. Will you clean, Monsieur? Yeah, they'd parents. be like, fuck you, eh? Fuck yeah. you, eh? Nah. <laughs> really? It'd be the greatest thing ever. Yeah, it'd be hilarious. Oh, see. All we, that's all we need in Albuquerque, right? That's all we need. But Rudy, uh, Rudy, you got to pull up the story, too. I heard it. Uh, I think it happened last week sometime, whatever. Uh, police charged a man in um, in Philadelphia after killing his neighbor because, like, they shared a wall in an apartment or whatever, and then the neighbor used to snore so loud that he just had it and was like, fuck it, I'm going to kill this bastard. <laughs> Imagine that. That's a pretty detailed story. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I found it, bro. Like, ima- like imagine that. Like, would what, would you guys ever be pushed to the level of like a snoring neighbor, where you just wake up and like, all right, that's it. Today's the day. <laughs> neighbor. Jeez, how police charge a man while killing suburban Philly neighbor after feuding over defendant's loud snore. Holy crap! That's fine. Dude, he stabbed him to death in the chest with a large military style knife. Ah, oh, that's gruesome, bro. Dude. Just for snoring? Yeah. <laughs> he could have bought he could have that's... left and gone somewhere else. Man, he could have just moved, that's... right? Or what the f- Yeah, he could have just moved. That just shows the kind of state yeah. we're in, bro. Freaking the world. Oh, yeah, straight up. Killing someone for over snoring? Come on, bro. I would never do that. No. Man. Out of all places in Philadelphia, right? Hey, Mark, what was your uh, your TikTok again? The actual full name or just my username? Because the actual full the name username. is something else. What, what is it? What is it? <laughs> I'm not saying it on here. The one that you had on the screen. What was oh, it? Just, it just says how we licked her. But my actual <laughs> TikTok is something else. It's like fully, like it's totally longer than that. How <laughs> we licked her. It's even worse than what I thought it was. <laughs> Fuck you, Rudy. How we licked her. Everybody <laughs> go follow Mark. That's not my, no, my TikTok is like something totally different. That's just the username part. But the full, oh, my full uh. TikTok is... You know what? I'm not going to say it on here. No, I don't want a bunch of people following me. No, I don't want a bunch of trolls following me. Never mind. You'll <laughs> find me on their channel. You'll find me. Yeah. That's hilarious. But is there any other this, uh, stories what, you want to add over this? This woman spends over three hours in an ice to break the Guinness World Record. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think she's in Canada, too. Right, Rudy, I don't know if you have the story oh, queued up. Yeah, people are God. Canadians are breaking world records. What's going on? Right. <laughs> they break the world record of the losing winning streak for males in the UFC. And then they're running a fucking 800 marathons, that Forrest Gump guy that we talked about. Yeah. Gump. That's right. So, that's yeah. right. So, see, and this and lady, this I think woman... she was just. Yeah, she was like in a, like, a, I don't know if it was like uh, several attempts or how long, whatever it took, but yeah, she has the new official record for being in, in a case of ice, right? Rudy, do you have the story queued up or no? No. Yeah, it was like New York Post news. Like, there's been so much odd shit lately with New York. You got Vince McMahon, people breaking uh, records for ice, killing people for snoring, and like a lot of them are just popping up on New York Post and then across the board, 
on just about any big news outlet, like no matter what. There's some wacky shit happening like every single day. <laughs> like that's not even including like we could probably do a oh. whole show on like the Albuquerque news. The Albuquerque it? news is just terrible. Bro. Yeah, that's her right there. Wim Iceman Hoff. What? What? Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't. How long would you guys last trying to attempt to break that record? <laughs> I don't know, man. I wouldn't no. be good. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm Not good. Me. Wait. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> hey, why does it say that, dude? Hmm. This is whim. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I think I no, saw it on the not. New York Post. But yeah, that might—that's it right there. Yeah, go back. Yeah, it's her. That's for sure. Her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she looks cold. <laughs> <laughs> she does look kind of cold, doesn't she? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, but other than that, I have no other stories, man. No. Would do that? I wouldn't do that. Mm-mm. I like not try to attempt a record break or the Guinness book, but I do like a cold plunge. Like, uh, didn't like GSP <laughs> do a fucking cold plunge yeah, recently? The polar bear into, like, what they call it in Canada. Yeah, like that's about as far as I would go, but like, yeah, or else the ice bath challenge, whatever. What what was that challenge? Like, what was it several the years ice ago? The, challenge. Yeah, that was like the dumbing no. down of America beginning right there. It was that. That was it. That set the fucking trend. That was just <laughs> stupidity. Yeah. We've only gotten worse since then. But as far as this show from 2019, 200 episodes in, think about Hell like what, what, hasn't, what hasn't changed since 2019 as far as the combat sports world. How many times has Connor fought since then or won? Zero. Well, he's fought, but he hasn't won. He hasn't won. Wow. Who's the uh, who would be the champion that's still a champ now that was when we first started? Like Volkanovski, right, or Jones, or Jones, Volk, uh, Nunez. Because that's and then what? Yeah, yeah. Because I was gonna say there's only a few things that remain the same, and it's crazy that Volk has. I think he has the longest streak now of holding the title. Uh, longer than John Jones at light heavyweight because of course Jones is heavyweight champ now but his light heavyweight reign is just unbelievable you know what I mean but Volk is still the champ at 140 and he's fought like it seems like he fought more than than he did but I think he only fought like four or five times you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like Izzy fought fucking seven times in one year Kevin Holland fought five or six times in one year so yeah man that's why Volk (laughs) and then Volk is Volk's fighting in what two weeks right Taporia yeah two weeks yeah Okay, so he's right back and he's fighting everybody on UFC 300. That fucking meme, what is it? Volk <laughs> versus everybody, man. And somebody even yeah, said that, think... still, that the judges will still get it wrong in the main event. <laughs> Volka. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of things that haven't changed since 2019. But yeah, the where CERN they fucking they fired that bitch up, Rudy. And ever since then, like the, the few attempts that they had were in a whole other dimension and. Yeah, we we do not know what's next. John Jones could be fighting Chimaev UFC 300, right? We don't know. I think Howie Lichter may have a little more. What? More insight. 
And what? Who John Jones is going to fight next? Probably his wife. <laughs> He's what? His wife. wife. That's who John Jones is going to fight next. He's white. His wife. He's white. Oh my god! How Lichter is weird. <laughs> Did you guys hear the talks of? Uh, I thought it was fake news, but it's actually real. Is uh, Mike Tyson supposed to box Fedor in Saudi Arabia? What? Yeah, I don't know about that. So we're closing. We are closing the show now. <laughs> <laughs> hey. If it's we need to do the real or fake news segment where it's like I thought that's that's fake news of the day, right? But in fact, you got you got to think about it. Saudi Arabia, Fedor, Mike Tyson. It makes sense, right? Bro, that, somehow that just, that venue will sell. It somehow makes sense, but like it's shit show, crazy fucking wacky bitches, and we're used to those already. That's the norm. Well, well look and, who look who in Ghana is going to fight next, and look where they're doing. Yeah. It. Well, Ngannou's been training with Mike, too, so that's the thing. Like, I, yep. mean, I would not be surprised if that's announced soon, because it is in the works. There is, like, talks about it. Whether or not it does fall through, it's like Fedor, though. That was just out there, but it actually is. I'm going to call it right now. It's happening, and it's on the same card as the fucking Ngannou fight, for sure. Oh, shit. Yeah. On the main, on the main ha- card. It has to happen. Like, why the hell not? Like, 2024 is the year for that shit to happen, right? It couldn't have happened any of the previous three years that we've done this show. It's like, we would have never thought fucking Mike Tyson would box Fedor Emelianenko. You know what I mean? So. Oh, man, dude. But 2019 is where where real fight... When did I start using the real fight fan reference? It has to be at least three years dude, plus, like, right? We're going to go on four years now. <laughs> And still in 2024, you're not a real you're fight not fan. A real fight fan. How we licked her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, guys. That was episode number two hundred. <laughs> um, yeah, there's no UFC this weekend, but there are other fights <laughs> happening this weekend, so don't uh, miss out. And if you need to know the list, Hannibal Lichter. Go to you. Fuck, go I'm to our really. website fightbookmma.com thank you so much for everybody that's watching and or listening really do appreciate your support (laughs) David you know what to do bro yes sir 200 episodes strong milestone episode boys Howie Lichter Mm -hmm. thank you for joining us everybody go follow him on all social media I don't have it on all social media but on all social medias well, on all social medias, definitely go follow Fightbook MMA and go to fightbookmma.com for all the latest combat sports news around the world, around the clock. For all our previous episodes, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, look us up, subscribe, like there. Let us know how we're doing. 2024, we ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. We're making up history as we go along. Yes, for myself, Dave Rodriguez, Mark Ambie Miller up north, Rudy Lara, producer at Hand Down South, Roberto Villa, the boss. We are sitting ringside, episode 200. We out. Enjoy the fights. We'll catch you next week.
Inside the Cage News.